But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. Today, we have a very special guest that you should recognize from the first episode, actually. It's your favorite. It's Medusa, the hospitality expert today. Hooray! (laughs) So today we've put together a really interesting episode. Uh, The theme for today's episode is going to be the five top things that your concierge or hospitality professional wants you to know. So we're going to give you a quick little rundown of kind of what these first five things are, um, and then we're going to break it down for you. We're going to tell you a little bit more about each one, specifically coming from the horse smell, so to speak. (laughs) Right. It's the, the front desk is the first bastion between the hotel and the public, and we're generally the person that you deal with the entire time. So that there are a few things that it would really help all of us involved to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then there's also some hilarious stories. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that will give you for examples. <laughs> um, so let's run down the list really quickly. Number one, be prepared. Number two, don't fuck with third party booking. <laughs> That's just so bad. <laughs> just try your best to avoid it. <laughs> Number three, make your phone calls with a purpose. Number four, don't be vague about your needs. And number five, be patient and fucking listen. That last part is the absolute most important step. And that that can apply to just about anything. Just just fucking listen. (laughs) Yeah, it applies to a lot of different things in life. And then we also have a bonus tip here. Make sure to tip your housekeeping, which is something I actually didn't know. So we're going to go back, though. We're going to start with number one and be prepared. That's the first thing that we wrote on this list. And you haven't really told me about any more information here. So why is that number one on the list? In hotels, essentially everything, every single commodity, rooms, sundries, any amenity, they are first come, first serve. Mm. So if you're coming in late to the game, you can't be complaining that there's no jacuzzi suites left. You can't (laughs) act like you're entitled to get an extra cot just because that you didn't have bedding for a little Timmy whenever you're booking. You gotta, you have to be ready for your travels. Mm-hmm. You're the one traveling. You know exactly what you need. So actually get it. Now, this doesn't really apply to the little courtesy things we give out, like toothbrushes, razors, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, those do suck. Yeah. So... But they're only meant to tide you over in case you forget the thing. Yeah. So they're not supposed to be top quality or right. anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I've never had anyone actually complain about that, though. <laughs> but Which goes without, yeah. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so give me some examples here. You know, you talked about the first come, first serve culture that, honestly, I didn't even realize a lot of that. You know, that realistically, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense if you're talking about like a cot or something. Right. Because we only have so many of the thing. Yeah. And that does include rooms. Okay. But what are some examples? What are some times that you've run into this? Well, the number one was that there will be people that come in and that they'll request something that's first come, first serve, like a roll away or a crib. Mm-hmm. And then if that thing's not available, they will get 
furious about it. Now, it really gets me when people are asking for the crib, because that if you're traveling with a baby, you should be a responsible adult and have everything that your baby needs. Yeah. I remember a couple weeks ago, there was this guy that came in. I guess it's hard he, to, like, um, lug around a crib, but... Yeah, but I mean, if if you're traveling with a baby, you should have those precautions. Yeah. Because that it is your infant. Yeah, true. Continue. But there was this guy that he booked like at like 7 p.m. on Expedia or something. Mm -hmm. Usually a problem child. Yeah. But, um, so he came in, he asked for a crib at check-in, and sure enough, we didn't have any. He got all huffy about it. So I wanted to be a nice person, so I was calling around to all the hotels in the area, trying to do a favor for him, ask if we can borrow one, and that we finally found somebody that did. It was like the seventh place I called. Mm. So I triumphantly called up the room, told him where he needs to go to pick it up, and that we'll take it back in the morning. I find out the next morning at checkout, the guy comes by the front desk and complains that we did not have a crib for him. What? Yeah. I work for like an hour and a half trying to track something down for this man. And he just does not actually take the offer and complains about it. What? Ugh. I was livid the next day. Do they not, like, know that... No, I called him. We had a conversation about it. I so told he knew him, that it's I a first-come, first-serve. Yes. You fucked up. You done goofed. But I fixed it. Yeah. This is where you need to go. This is how you get there. He said, okay, thank you. Then complains about me in the morning. What a bitch. Yeah, there's... <laughs> there's no potential way to paint this person in a positive light. Because... It took some work, too. It yeah. wasn't just... It sounds like it, for yeah. sure. So the number one thing would be, if you need a crib, bring it. <laughs> right. And that that really does apply to anything. And at worst, just ask. Call ahead. It helps if it's earlier in the day, mm -hmm. if you're on your way, or even weeks in advance, even though that's a little tricky, mm -hmm. because that if you call, like, weeks in advance and, like, vaguely say like oh we kind of prefer the first floor and then if you don't say i need to get on the first floor then we may run out of that thing oh okay so i guess this brings us into one of the other points that we're going to talk about to you <laughs> which is the fourth one so yeah. we'll just table that for a little bit but those two they're very closely related issues just Make your preparations. You're making a big trip. Yeah. Make sure you have all your shit together. It's, it's simple. <laughs> Get your shit together. So moving on to number two. This was a great one. Don't fuck with third party booking. They're so, nothing but a hassle. Disclaimer. I use it all the time. I did not know that this was a thing that we were not supposed to be doing. Well, there is an addendum here. Okay. There is something that's going to help you a whole fucking lot. Okay. Your friend is booking.com. Oh. They're the most cooperative. They're the most flexible. They give you the most information. Really? They are essentially 
working with booking.com is the equivalent of calling up the hotel and booking direct. Oh, got it. Now, that they do deal with rack rates specifically. So What's what rack rate? Oh, that's the default rate. Depending uh, on what type of hotel it is. Oh, like rack, like clothing rack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, got it. That some hotels give their staff a lot of flexibility when it comes to pricing. Yeah. Like I know the franchise that I work at does because of, like they have um, they have a bit of a policy to put the impetus a lot on the staff mm-hmm. because that it allows for a whole lot more flexibility and it makes people leave a lot happier. Well, how do you ask for like a cheaper price? I mean, how does that kind of dialogue go? Well, I know how you really shouldn't. Okay, tell me that. <laughs> that, um... Okay, so there's this huge fucking problem that people will have where what they'll do is they will Google the name of the hotel and the location. Yep. So what'll happen is Google pops up one of the, you know, little helpful sidebars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yep, like, where you can book it. Yeah, except the price that they show you is always the lowest possible price. Oh. Not necessarily... A current price. Got it. So I'll have people that call us all the time whenever I give them a quote, even if I'm giving them like a killer fucking deal. Yeah. They will be like, well, I Googled it and I saw $75. And it's like, well, no, that's for the middle of December on a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) If you actually select the dates, then you'll see it'll go up to like $2.99. Yeah. It's. It is ridiculous how people will not do the legwork and then get completely incensed whenever it doesn't go in line with their very poorly researched queries. Jeez, I actually didn't realize that about Google. So I've oh yeah yeah. I mean, I've gone through and almost booked something, and then it'll change the price, and I'm like, right, what? that's what? exactly what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Because that you can get that price, just probably not for whenever you want to be on vacation. Yeah, probably not when you actually want to be there. (laughs) Now, this also does lead to people, they will call you and ask for a price specifically to call you out on it not being low enough. Yeah. And people do this all the time. And it's definitely not the way to get a lower price. Because all that does is upset us. Okay. Uh, So, do you have like a recent example or an example of a phone call. Oh, that's exactly what happens. And it usually happens by that very playbook. Um, This is... It happens almost constantly. So somebody calls and says, hey, I saw it on Google for X price. Okay. Or even on another site for that date. Mm Because sometimes they do run specials. Mm -hmm. And that if you're forthcoming with the fact that you saw something for that low on that date, as in actually selected the date and everything, we'll usually be happy to match it. Yeah. But we'll have people that what they do is they'll pull that up and wait for you to say a thing and then try to lord it over you, acting Uh, like they're trying to win, when really we do want you to leave happy, we're here for you. And being needlessly confrontational about a thing like that is not helping anyone. Oh, yeah, totally. I can understand how it would probably piss me off and be like, nope, guess what? We can't help you because if you're this difficult on the phone, you're going to be way worse when you actually come in. It usually is That's going to be the person who doesn't bring you It is <laughs> a pretty good indication of how difficult they're going to be in person. That person is going to book, you know, at 7 o'clock at night and not bring a crib, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's it is ridiculous and um another reason you don't want to fuck with these third parties is that oftentimes that we don't control your finances at all so if something goes wrong and that we're regularly going to hand you a little refund yeah we can't do that in this case because they completely control all of it right we usually receive the payment information from an Expedia or a Hotwire or something. Yeah. So that we just do not have much flexibility. And that that even applies to discounts. So if you have, like, military ID or AAA, that sort of thing. You can't even give them a discount. Right. Oh. Snap. Well, who know? Right. Who know? <laughs> who know? <laughs> who know? Who even know? <laughs> who even know? We do. We know. You know. I do because I work there. <laughs> you know. Oh, God. People will try to argue with me about the logistics of it. And it's like, who does this multiple times a day every day? <laughs> who travels sometimes? Who happens to do this for their job? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And it sounds like I'm just, like, venting about how shitty guests are when really, like, 95% are fine. Are, yeah, they're A-okay. They just, they're in. They get what they need. But let's they're... be honest, the rest of us, we like to assume that we're part of the 95%. Yeah. <laughs> and we love, we love <laughs> listening to the stories about the 5%. Right. <laughs> so, okay, cool. So third party, anything else about third party booking that you feel like we should know? That the vast majority of them are owned by Expedia. Really? Yes. Interesting. So Monopoly. They, yeah, it really is. Like, they have all these things under slightly different names. So, mm -hmm. like, Hotwire is one of theirs. Yeah. And I think Trivago is as well. Makes sense. But most of them that essentially that they charge you and then we charge them. Uh. And they are not very forthcoming with your money if something goes wrong. Yeah. Or if there's a cancellation. But they are forthcoming with our money. <laughs> so it's, they're a little bit parasitic. Interesting. So I just. didn't realize that. So if you ever have a bad experience with like Expedia or with one of the other ones, chances are you're going to have that same similar kind of experience with one of the others because they're all owned by the same one. They right. probably have the same policies. Yeah. And they're all draconian. They're. They've got, like, labyrinthine policies. Ugh. They have ways of... Making you pay. <laughs> they will They will give it back sometimes, usually if you're a no-show, but don't do that to people. Do not. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, don't book a room and not show up and then, like, call in a fury trying to get your money back. That's the... It, it's an easy fix, but it's just a really shitty thing to do mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, because then you can't let other people who've tried, probably right. tried to book, you're blocking them from getting a room. Yeah, nice people that just want to have their vacation can't because you didn't plan ahead. Oh, yeah. Does this happen when it's, like, super busy a lot? Not a lot, but it does happen. Okay, got it. People tend to, especially with the prepaid, they want to get their money back for something they're not going to receive. Yeah. But there are times where they just don't. And honestly, it's less trouble to just give them their money back than it is to fuck with it. 
Yeah. So usually you will, but just don't do that, please. <laughs> just, just don't. It's really rude and it's not very nice. <laughs> it's rude and not very nice, and we don't like you. Have you ever like blacklisted someone from coming back because they've been like so difficult? Um. Yeah, we do have a do not rent list, but it's usually for um causing damage instead of being a shit. Yeah, I don't think you can really technically blacklist somebody yeah, for being can. a shit. I wish you could. But, like... Do you have people that you would add to that list? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? Absolutely. Do you have your own personal blacklist? <laughs> have you ever screened um, someone's call? There was somebody where um, we had to stop giving them refunds, as horrible as that sounds. What? Because this lady, um, what she'd do is that her and her husband, we, they'd come down on a vacation. Yeah. And without fail, they would stop the toilet up call and complain and demand what? a refund this happened three times and eventually management was like look we can't give you your money back for something that's your fault that you did three times do you think they were doing it on purpose or i don't think the plumbing in the area is not necessarily great but it you seems like the they learned yeah and but i remember clear as day that whenever that we tried to fix a problem, she'd say, something has to be done. <laughs> so, something tells me that this is not this lady's first rodeo. Because she had, like, a script? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! They were awful. So rude about it, too. Something but, has to be done. Yeah, they have a, she has a racket. She's got it figured out. And she knows because of the the customer is always right culture, this is a thing she can do. Oh, that's funny. Any others? That's the biggest one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, um, you can tell. And it's not like we're really stingy with um, making reparations for things that are our fault. Yeah, yeah. That It's not my money. I don't really care. <laughs> that... Like, Especially, you don't really care about giving things back as long as you're not going to get fired for it. Right. Because when it comes down to it, I am a people pleaser, and I do like to see people leave happy. Yeah. Especially if they're if they're really accommodating and they're patient about these sorts of things. Yeah, you'll do anything you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that that even comes down to just, if you come back, I'll give you a hell of a deal later, too. Uh-huh. Also... This is another sidebar. What have you ever dealt with somebody who is probably running a racket but is just really good at it or like really nice about it? Um not, but like mentally you've been like, well, not really. Okay. Because the people that are usually doing that sort of thing are they're a little skeezy. Yeah. That are they're really surprising with it, but it's a problem that doesn't actually pop up. It's something that doesn't normally happen? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember during the 4th, we had somebody that came in. Yeah. And that he, like, booked a room briefly. Mm-hmm. And that, um, like, a couple hours later, I think it was after fireworks happened, that he came up to the desk and was like, well, we found a really big bug in the room, but we threw it away. And also, my daughter has a huge headache. We need to go. And it's like... It's not really that season. Everything's really well fumigated. 
You just <laughs> listed three things at once. Yeah. And I was just too slammed. I was like, okay, sure, whatever. I, I don't care that much. Because <laughs> it's that usually when people are demanding full refunds, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So most people don't demand full refunds? Like, if it's, like, a legit... Not really. We'll offer them if, like, it's real bad. Yeah. But... What was something really bad that you... Nothing really springs to mind immediately because we tend to solve problems pretty well. Okay, got it. Um, There was one last week where, well, we refunded one night because his lock just fucked up. And um, he got stuck in the room for a little bit. Oh no! What? Yeah. yeah, it's just that he checked in and like his lock got fucked up, and he couldn't get out. Yeah, he couldn't get out. But that for some reason he went in after knowing that the lock was fucked up because he came to the front desk like in a panic because he's he was one of those types of people. Oh, he was instantly in a panic about everything. Yeah, during check in. Oh. So, well, that happened, and that when he came down, he, of course, complained to management about it, because I apparently acted like he was lying, because I offered a solution immediately instead of um, being like, oh, I'm sorry, so-and-so, which, admittedly, I did fuck up a little bit, but... Wait, what did you... What was the solution? That some of our doors, instead of... If you push down, they get a little finicky. Yeah. But if you pull the knob up works like a charm i figured that was all that was happening yeah so i asked him if he tried that and um well it did turn out the lock was really fucked up <laughs> but it was a pretty safe assumption to make you yeah because it happens yeah it happens quite a bit because how do your how does your management handle like stuff like that usually just well, yeah let it roll off <laughs> They're like smile and nod, throw some money at him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Make a ring. Yeah, offer some discounts or give out one of them certificates, that sort of thing. Awesome. Okay, so let's get back to the list here. So number three, which was make your calls with a purpose. Tell me a little bit about this one, because I, I feel like a lot of things can follow under, or follow, this, not follow, fall under. We already touched on a big one, which was people calling in trying to be like, gotcha, got a lower price, <laughs> that sort of thing. That's just, it's, that's a huge pain. It's not helpful. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not helping you get a room for cheaper. Yeah. Because a lot of times. It arguably does have a purpose, which is to book it for as cheaply as possible. <laughs> so at least you know what they're getting at. <laughs> We know what we often have to say with in response to those gotchas. Yeah. We'll book it online. They're running a special. I can't match that. <laughs> I do that all the time. Fair enough. Because often it is actually below my floor as well. Mm hmm But sometimes it's just because you were being a jerk about it. <laughs> sometimes it's just because you read the Google sidebar. Didn't actually book it. <laughs> that too. <laughs> and that... I'll explain to people about that all the time, and mm -hmm. they just will not get it. Sometimes I'll wonder how they acquired our number <laughs> if they can't do the rest. If they can't do any research, apparently. Right. Okay. So, 
when you say make your calls with a purpose, like what exactly did you mean when you originally kind of? It's a really simple thing, actually. You just have to know exactly what you want and when you want it. Because mm-hmm. that oftentimes I'll have people call in and be like, I need to get a room. Okay, well, we have those. Yeah. Um, they don't give me a date. They don't tell me what sort of room they need, <laughs> how many people they have in the party or anything. Or they just will not answer a question I have whenever I try to attain that information. So, like, the quickest thing is that we specifically have rooms that have two beds or two queens or one king. Mm-hmm. So often when people, they'll ask for a day, be like, how many beds do you need? They'll be like, oh, one or two. <laughs> and I cannot proceed <laughs> until they pick one. <laughs> no, one or two. Yeah. And I say, those are the options. What would you prefer? And they go, oh, just just one or two. It blows my mind. <laughs> what do you want? What Is would you be more you? comfortable like, with? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, we're here to make you have a good stay. And they're the same price, too. So yeah. it's just a waste of everybody's time. Or they'll call and ask just for a vague price for a date range, which isn't possible. Yeah, you gotta pick the date. Because the, it does change from week to week. Yeah. <laughs> People just like waffling on the phone like crazy. It's. How often does that happen? Nearly every day. Really? Yes. Especially the not knowing what type of room you want. <laughs> So that's become a huge pet peeve, it sounds like. Yes, it's the worst. Especially because that in smaller properties, the person at the front desk is the only person there. Yeah. And that we may have another call waiting. We may have people in the lobby trying to... Check in or... Yeah. That's crazy. How do you deal with it when it's, like, super busy? I put people on hold. All of a sudden. Just yeah. a little waffle. Yeah, that's that's why you're getting put on hold sometimes. Because the, we're being stretched very thin. We're not trying to be rude. We're not trying to throw you off or anything. Yeah. It's really just that, It's not a power play. <laughs> yeah. We we have a lot of things to do. Yeah. Makes sense. And that if you don't know what you need, then you're probably not just inconveniencing us. Yeah. You're inconveniencing everybody else who's there. Right. Which can be a lot of people, especially during the summer, if you're calling at, like, check-in time. Oh. Oh. So is there a best time to call? Oh, absolutely. Like, later in the evening, mm-hmm. like, your 8 or 9 o'clock. Okay. They're great, because that's usually when people are in, but um, everything's calmed down a bit. Yeah. Usually around noonish is okay, too. It's not too bad, but... You've just wrapped up check-ins. Yeah, breakfast is over if they do that. Yeah. And sometimes that breakfast isn't the front desk's problem at all. Yeah. It's just that if you're going to a smaller place, chances are they have extra duties. Got it. Duties. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if it's not a franchise. Yeah. Okay, so have you ever worked in like a different type of atmosphere, or are you just familiar with the differences? Um, just from having little hotel employee talks with other people. Oh. Because sometimes, like, if somebody works at a resort, they have a whole shit ton of stuff to do. Yeah. 
whereas you know somebody in a bigger city their job will be reservations or their job will be check-ins got it same thing with like casinos and the like so in that case take your time but yeah but just be mindful don't don't be call mindful of, without like, the type of place that you're talking to right and just know what you need mm-hmm. we're not going to know what you need at all makes sense because we're not you we don't deal with your stuff we don't have your family <laughs> i am not you <laughs> What is the most passive-aggressive way you've answered a call like that? <laughs> oh, God, I usually... I keep it together. I'm I'm pretty good at that sort of thing. But I'm sure there are other people that work with you. Oh, yeah. Because um, we can talk about not just your own stories, right. but stories that you've encountered. For some reason, I'm just thinking about these prank calls we get sometimes. What? Oh, my God, tell me about these. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. Well, then... Um, I guess the hot new meme is calling places and asking if it's the Krusty Krab. <laughs> so you know exactly what response they want. <laughs> they're like, no, this is Patrick. That's what they want. I gave the kids what they want. I know they're just some bored teens. Usually they're calling like when nothing's happening, so I don't care. I'll yeah. chat with them. <laughs> just play Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually just like got to talking about stuff because I used to be involved with... Um, everybody's favorite image board back whenever everybody was calling GameStops asking for Battletoads. So this was a circuit I've done, so I, I just talk with the kids. But the overnight lady hates it. Really? She's this, like, chemtrail-loving conspiracy nut. Oh. So she's she's a mess, but... They refer to her as the pterodactyl lady <laughs> because they have this fucking recorded and played it back for me whenever they called and did their little script, asked if it was the Krusty Krab. In response, she just shrieked. <laughs> what? <laughs> they recorded it? That's so good. Yeah, of course they did because they're, they're in it for the lulls, so to speak. <laughs> but why is that the human response to anything? Why would you? <laughs> I mean, have you ever had a moment? I just want to make that my response to so many things now. Are you hiring? Are you hiring? Are you hiring? <laughs> I mean, have you ever like genuinely just unleashed a primal howl in response to a thing in your life? I think I've maybe unleashed a single primal howl my entire life. Maybe when I was a child. That's very probable. Oh, yeah. That, that's a little different. <laughs> You're not completely cognizant, then. <laughs> when is the time that you unleashed the primal howl? Okay, this, this requires some background. And that it was a very, very deliberate move <laughs> to... I was by myself after dealing with something very specific mm-hmm. to just sublimate everything. It didn't work very well. I just, <laughs> but it was I had right? to try something because <laughs> I was triumphant. I survived the thing. <laughs> we have a group of hobbyists that come in. Yeah. They have a little convention in the hotel. Their hobby is collecting dolls. And these are very, very particular people. A very particular type of doll, too. Yeah. And that these people have a very specific quirk. And that 
they refer to their dolls as babies. <laughs> and if you refer to them as dolls, they get very upset. <laughs> and they're just everywhere. They have drama between them. This year, somebody stole like $500 out of their roommate's purse. We had to like break up a fight. Oh my gosh. Set, set them across the hotel from each other. But they were still, you know, attending the same convention. <laughs> and they'll do the thing that is... There's no excuse for this. They want a specific room. Mm-hmm. Not a specific room type. A specific room from year to year. Yeah. And that, as you probably know, in hotels, pretty much every room is exactly the fucking same other than location. Yeah. These people will fight over specific rooms. Oh my god. They'll like scramble to get their specific one and get livid whenever they don't receive it. Just every possible conceivable customer service nightmare all balled up into (laughs) one one group. But whenever I just survived the week with them, I was in my car and I just let a triumphant scream out and just no oh my god that was such a good story (laughs) that's it did feel good though (laughs) i like how immediately you were like only one time in my life have i done that (laughs) Apparently, the Krusty Krabs shenanigans is what did it to that woman. (laughs) But, like, they're not even, like, memeing on people too hard. It's it's a funny line from a kid's show. (laughs) It's not even that bad. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm crying a little bit for (laughs) that story. The babies. (laughs) I hate them so much. Oh, I'm oh. amazed at the crowd it draws too. Mm-hmm. That it's mostly older white people that have this hobby. Of course. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're the worst, the worst demographic, hands down, no contest. Bizarre. But one one year that they had a woman come in from like Italy. Mm-hmm. The lady was. Tall, stunning, almost statuesque. I was like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) I was like, low-key, a little gay for her. I was like, yeah. (laughs) But not enough. (laughs) Fair enough. What was the deal with? The deal with what? What was the deal with her? Was she... She just happened to have that hobby, too, and wanted to enjoy it with her peers. That that would be her peer group. That's interesting. There is one surefire way to be the prettiest person in a room. Uh, I really doubt that's it. I though. know, but I just thought of so <laughs> many things. and it, Yeah. Good point. All right, to get us back on track here. <laughs> um, obviously, it's still not relevant, but yeah. yeah. So, number four. Don't be vague about your needs. Okay, so tell me what you mean by this. I mean, obviously, like, don't be vague about your needs. Right. This is something we definitely covered in three. These are very closely connected. Yeah. But in addition to those problems that sometimes people will leave and, like, have a complaint 
about something that we were just not informed about at all. Really? Yeah. Like what? Like they'll come in and say, like, the room smelled or something. And it's like, my dude, we have ways to fix this. <laughs> like, why didn't you just tell us? Right. Because we have, you know, serious heavy-duty air freshener. We can murder any errant scent. Yeah. Sometimes if you, like, leave your AC on a little bit, that'll kill it. Mm-hmm. But complaining about something at checkout is the worst possible time to do it. Because you can't fix it. You can't right. do anything about it. Yeah. There's honestly no need to be shy when it comes to what you need while you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Because chances are we've dealt with this. And I know I'm saying this like hot off the trail of talking about some people being petty. Yeah. <laughs> but that we are here for you. We're here and we'll do everything within our power to make sure that you leave happy. Mm. And that's not just some like saccharine corporate mission statement or something. Especially in a place like you are because it's yeah. so small. Like, and yeah. Ultimately, we don't want you to leave pissed off. We're here for you. Makes sense. So, okay. So that said, I mean, I think this ties right into kind of our last one here, mm -hmm. which is be patient and fucking listen. Oh my God. <laughs> so I feel like this is going to be your favorite one to talk to people yes. about. <laughs> that whenever I'm checking people in, sometimes they start asking me questions while I'm in the middle of explaining procedures to them, mm -hmm. which they're nine times out of ten questions i'm about to answer <laughs> so pretty much everyone has a whole spiel whenever you're checking them in like i'll tell them that there's no pets in the room no smoking in the room all that yeah regular stuff i'll tell them where the wi-fi password is where their room's located mm -hmm. sometimes like i'll print off some paperwork and hand them to the person and somebody in their party be like what's our room number it's like that doesn't fucking matter <laughs> Just wait a minute. <laughs> Do they think I'm just not going to tell them? Uh, so, what's kind of like the worst offenses that people do or the things that happen the most frequently? The worst offense is kind of unrelated to this. Mm -hmm. But if you're staying at a hotel that doesn't allow pets, please for the love of all that is holy. Do not make the joke. <laughs> well, I can't bring my wife in there. Or oh. anything like that. I hear it multiple times a day. It's never funny. And... It's like when somebody doesn't have a price tag in retail and they're like, I guess it's free. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Stop making that joke. You think you're being clever. You think I've never heard this shit. But I probably heard it five times earlier. I <laughs> just can't, today. I cannot even pretend to laugh anymore. <laughs> what do you do? Just stare at them deadpan? Um, what My defense mechanism now is like, oh, well, as long as they don't shed, it's okay. Because <laughs> then I'm playing at their level. They have a good laugh about it or whatever. But in reality, I'm just dead inside. <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny. One day... <laughs> You looked it so serious when you said that. You stared off into the distance and just said, I'm probably so feeling that way a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, one time, 
somebody did make that joke, and it was like a little Latina family from um, Florida. Mm-hmm. The wife just said idiot and fucking slapped the dude across the face. <laughs> what? It was the best thing I've ever seen. You were like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she she lived out my fantasy. <laughs> right in front of me. That is so awesome. One day I just want to like look at them dead in the eyes and say, do you honestly think that your loved one is comparable to an animal? <laughs> And just watch the ensuing reactions. <laughs> Everything fall apart. <laughs> Are you really okay with devaluing your spouse like that in front of me? Really? <laughs> Probably like free walks. We do offer. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Enjoy your loveless marriage. <laughs> oh man! So. This one, I know that, obviously, this is a really big one for you. So, are there any other stories that you want to share with this one? I know it's obviously pretty self-explanatory, but... Right. For the most part, the biggest recurring one is that I'll do a fucking Vanna White maneuver and show them the little card that we have that has the (laughs) Wi-Fi information on it. Make sure they see it and acknowledge it. And then usually half an hour later, I'll get a call from someone in that party being like, What's the Wi-Fi password? I just hate it. I hate that so much. <laughs> like, at least try. <laughs> at least try. At least look at the card. I know you're, like, you're away from home. You're far. You've had a lot to take in. But I'm not just saying these things to waste your time. I'm <laughs> informing you of things. So is that one of your biggest pet peeves? Oh, absolutely. Specifically the Wi-Fi password? Yeah. Well, luckily, it's, like, really easy to fix. Otherwise, it would drive me up the wall. <laughs> But sometimes I'm just swamped at the desk. We got, like, two calls on hold, and I'll get another one, and it's just somebody that doesn't know what the Wi-Fi password is. Just hang up. Yeah. Well, no, I tell them there's a card. And they're like, <laughs> oh, okay. And it's done. That, um, a couple days ago, we had somebody in a room where their autocorrect would change the password before it went in, and she was getting really fucking mad about it. <laughs> And, like, she called the front desk and said, It's changing to Timberlake. What did you do? What? Yeah, and, um, she just would not listen, no matter how many times I told her that it was autocorrect, and she just needs to fix it how she normally does on that device. She just had no fucking idea what that meant. (laughs) How do you... How do you get to a point where you're locking in to the Wi-Fi without knowing how autocorrect works in 2016 yeah because you're obviously going to be typing out messages at some point on your phone do you remember when autocorrect first became a thing and they would have those massive lists of people like the kids who would change it when they people were first figuring out that you could change the autocorrect um and then they would type it again and again and again and it would be like these ridiculous turns what was it wawa skittle tits that was like (laughs) one of the best ones (laughs) Digging up some ancient memes here. <laughs> wow, <Wawa> Skittleton. <laughs> meme archaeology with veeps. <laughs> hey, look, that's apparently the only memes that I'm a, like currently aware of. <laughs> for ones from the early 2000s. Getting an excavator, digging up some dank maymays. <laughs> well, but that we sent somebody down, and um, 
that he fixed it, but she was like really mad at him as a result and wanted him to stay and show her what he did. When literally she had it correct. She had the password. Yeah. Autocorrect just switched it. So she did every single step, except apparently didn't know how to fix that. Just didn't know how her autocorrect so, worked. <laughs> there was literally no issue. And definitely not something we were equipped to solve. And it shouldn't have taken like 10 minutes. Oh, that's hilarious. Just on the phone so long about that. <laughs> Way worse than getting prank calls for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the prank calls. Those are just some kids. I just think it's so funny that you actually had a, a legit conversations with them. <laughs> yeah, because I used to do that. I can relate. I asked those game stops if they had battle toads. <laughs> so, um, in terms of number four or number five, um, is that pretty much like the gist of it? I mean, I, I know a lot of the other stuff it ties in with it as well. So it's it's pretty self explanatory. The just fucking listen. Just wait. Just listen. Chances are they're going to tell you the thing. And if they don't, it's okay to ask. Just give them a minute and actually listen to the information they're providing. Because they've been here a long time. They know what sort of things people need. And if you know you don't need it, that's okay. Just don't be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) And then the bonus that we talked about, this is actually something that I was not aware of. Tipping housekeeping. Oh, yeah, yeah. You actually have to follow a very specific procedure when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Because the, they're not allowed to take money if it's just lying out. Yeah. Which makes sense. But some people try to tip them that way and they can't receive it. Mm-hmm. You actually have to leave a note with the money that is for them. Got it. Otherwise, they have no way of receiving the tip that you're trying to give them. I actually didn't even realize that you were supposed to tip housekeeping. You're not really supposed to, but many of them don't make too much money. Mm -hmm. Because I know some places that the way that housekeepers get paid is that it's by the rooms they complete. Mm -hmm. Which is honestly not very reliable. Because you can have some jabroni that just trashed the shit out of a room. Yeah. You could have somebody that just went in there and lied down and that was it. Yeah. And... It's generally under minimum wage what they're getting paid, mm-hmm. and it all ties into their performance. So it really, it's a nice thing to do to help them out. Got it, got it. Cause, so if you're going to tip, tip the yes. housekeeper. And you should. Yeah. Because everybody else pretty well gets minimum. Except, I guess, in larger properties where somebody is helping you with your luggage, they need a tip, as far as I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bellhop. Well, that's traditional. Like, I knew yeah. that, but I didn't know. But to be honest, I never really do. Oh. I'm the worst. But I usually avoid it, and if they are trying to help me, right. I'll, like, be like, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, if you refuse service, that's different. Yeah, because you... I don't have cash. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, if you aggressively take it, and then you're like, peace. Yeah, that's no. different. So I just have a question as well, um, because I obviously never worked in hospitality, so I'm curious, what's the deal with early check-ins? Okay, so this, the whole idea of an early check-in is sort of a thing that has spawned from the the customer is always right attitude that's really prevalent in at least America, that 
we can't really say no to it, but it is extremely hard to guarantee that we'll be able to get your room done before check-in time. Yeah. Especially if it's a unique room, like some kind of suite, something with a jacuzzi, maybe something there's not too many of. Mm-hmm. It's that we can't really say that we can't get you an early check-in. Usually the best we can say is we can't guarantee anything before three. Yeah. Or whatever your check-in time is. But that it completely comes down to what was happening last night, Mm -hmm. how many rooms are available. It's the roughest thing. And people get really entitled about an early check-in, but it is literally the hardest thing to actually secure for somebody, especially during a busy time of year. Yeah. So, like, if you're driving down during the summer in a town where summer's a big time, that you can ask for an early check-in, but just don't expect it. Yeah. It's a courtesy. They're doing it if they can. Mm-hmm. It's just literally the hardest thing. Because that's always my there. biggest complaint with staying in a hotel is the check-in times. Because it's just ridiculous to, to put it at 3 right. p.m. Like, who the f- Like, what? No. Unless you're getting in the night of, you right. know? Um, but which most of the case you're not. You're getting there in the morning, especially if you're driving in or something. Like I had a wedding that I was going to and I thought I'd secured an early check in and of course I couldn't guarantee it. Right. Um, but I had a wedding that I had to get to. So that was why I went through the extra steps and it it's was just... one thing you really have to consider is the checkout time. Yeah. Because that that's the biggest window where stuff gets done after checkout. Yeah. Because there are the odd people that'll check out before then, mm-hmm. but for the most part, people either don't, or they're checking out at or shortly after whatever the checkout. Oh is. yeah, and especially if you're you're with one of the major chains, they have the loyalty programs that sometimes give you a courtesy late checkout. Right. So that was what I was running into at this place was that everybody was pretty much a member of it that was currently in right. the rooms that were similar to mine. And they all had courtesy late checkout, and they were all taking advantage of it. And so right. she was like, I, I'm really working on it. And then housekeeping, she can't control. So it was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the most you can tell them is, hey, can you take care of this thing first? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can. Yeah. So early check-in is a bit of a myth. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. It is. Sometimes we'll catch it, but never, never rely on early check-in. Yeah. Unless it's like a time of year where nobody's in town, then you're it's a pretty safe assumption that you'll be able to get in early. Yeah. And the same thing goes for late checkout. That if we have a lot of people coming in, we can't really guarantee that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because we'll have people that'll be like, oh, well, we need to be in until like one-ish, but they're in a room that there's only like three of, mm-hmm. and we need that one. It's you just really can't guarantee that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you'll even have the double layered issue of somebody wanting a late checkout, somebody just carelessly being like, "Yeah, okay," and then the only one coming into that one is an early check in. It's just uh, a mess. It's a mess. Oh, geez, that stinks. So one of the things that I love to do with anybody who works in customer service mm-hmm. or like retail or something like that is ask a couple of questions about some of the people you've interacted with right? specifically. Um, so uh, for those of you guys who are listening, I actually asked a lot of these similar questions with Tink in the previous episode about the barista lifestyle and things that your barista doesn't want you to know about. 
but we're going to talk a little bit about these as well. Talk to me about, and I know that you have a lot of these, pet peeves. Oh, God. Um, the thing that immediately springs to mind is when people will come up with just literally no idea of what they're going to do on their vacation. <laughs> so we're just wondering, like, why did you come here in the first place? We don't know what sort of things you're into at all. Especially in that particular town, which is, like, ultra touristy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I work in a tourist trap. There is no two ways about it. So some other pet peeves other than first come, first serve. Usually just um, if somebody will book really late, Mm. and that um, they'll get upset because we can't get them like in an area or on a floor that they want. Mm -hmm. But there's really nothing we can do at all. And that sometimes we'll get negative reviews on the internet about that sort of thing, but there's just absolutely nothing to be done. Yeah, because it's like all that's left. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we got one recently where um, somebody had to park like four doors down from their room. It was on the first floor. And that they came up to the desk and was complaining that somebody was parked in front of their room. But there we have multiple floors. Yeah. And all of them have exterior entrances. Yeah. We got staircases to get to them. And that they were in a room that's close to a staircase. So, of course, a lot of people are going to park in that area. Yeah. We have no assigned parking. Yeah. So, of course, we're getting our asses blasted on the internet about that one. Because Do you guys that, actually like write responses to it? No, we can't really. The most we could be is like, we're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry that for the inconvenience yeah. that you incurred. Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, like, it was four doors down from where they were. It wasn't a far walk at all. It must have been like 40 feet or something. Not it's bad. Just insane. Like, why would you complain about that? Yeah. And people complaining about free things, and I mean, I know technically you're paying for a lot of these amenities, but yeah. like if a certain item in breakfast isn't available, nobody's really at fault. Mm-hmm. We probably just ran out or didn't prepare enough because a family came in and ate like five people's worth. Does that happen? Sometimes, yeah. Or, like, if an ice machine is out, people get super upset about that. Yeah. It's just, it's little things. People like to complain about the free extra perks that we throw in. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure this, every hotel has their own specific thing that people get really upset about. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk a little bit about some of the characters you've interacted with. In your day-to-day, do you have any individuals that really stick out to you? It's the biggest problem is that I have perfected the technique of dodging this bullet. (laughs) That I've found a way to pretty well avoid the types of people that come up and want to chat all the time. Got it. What I do... Oh, so you. This is kind of because one of my other questions is is stories that are unsolicited. So these kind of tie in together for you. Okay, got it. Yes, I just. I make myself as uninteresting as possible (laughs) and typically just reply in the affirmative and do the good old-fashioned smile and nod. Uh Uh-huh. Don't inconvenience people whenever they're in a position where they can't... Say no. Right. It's sort of the same principle as, like, flirting with a cashier. Just just don't. Yeah. 
except people are on vacation and feel the need to tell me all about some things. Well, at what point, because I'm sure at some point you had to learn this technique, so did you ever have somebody who... We absolutely have somebody that made me develop and perfect the technique. <laughs> um, he was a man that came in from New York, and that he came in with his wife. And they were constantly having some sort of marital troubles. They were always arguing about something. Mm -hmm. But this guy, he would just make it a habit of always coming to the front desk and just talking, 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 talking. <laughs> and my friend who works the front desk, I guess my good friend Tim who works the front desk, he kind of can't help himself and does interact with people. <laughs> That's kind of like me too. So, like, as a result... This man, New York guy, he just has the strangest crush on him in a way. Interesting. Like, he will always, he'd always come around and ask where Tim was. Mm hmm And he'd try to tell me stories, and obviously I just <laughs> went into my little turtle shell <laughs> and used nope. my wonderful technique. Just like, yeah, okay. And he just kept going and going and going. Oh. And I really wonder if Tim's presence sort of led him to retiring in the area. Oh. Because he, he moved into the county. This man will still pop up from time to time. <laughs> no! That's yeah. like every customer service room. It's worst is nightmare. The worst. Because that one slightly annoying person never goes away again. And that we end up learning all about his marital troubles and that I believe they're split up right now. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. But without fail, every time he comes, he will ask me where Tim is. It is the strangest thing. I have that all the time, even though I don't work in hospitality. I'm yeah. I'm a recruiter. Um, Did you make some new friends? Oh my gosh. I recruited this one. Sometimes, sometimes you recruit someone that sounds really good in that first phone call. Yeah. And then every subsequent phone call that you have with them, every conversation, they get crazier and crazier and crazier. And to the point where you're like, I can't send you anymore, <laughs> but I've already set you up for an interview. Um, how do I get out of this situation? So... I just had this, like last week had this happen to me, where this last conversation I had with this woman, I was like, I, I can't, I can't send you, I don't know what to do, because she had already been through two interviews. Right. Thank, thank God she pulled herself out of this, because yeah. she was like falling apart about some crazy situation with her dog. It was uh -huh. over her dogs. She ended up taking in two extra dogs, yeah. kind of wasn't unexpectedly. Every time I'd call her, though, I'd be like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, well, it's just been such a stressful day. And she would just go on and on. And then, I mean, the first couple of times I was able to kind of wiggle my way right. out of it. She, like, didn't share overshare. She started to, but then I'd get out of it. This last conversation I had with her, I made the mistake of asking, well, how how are the dogs? Like, how's the situation? <laughs> you just couldn't help yourself. No fucking joke. 30 minutes later. Oh, no. She wasted 30 minutes of my day. Oh, no. And it became increasingly obvious that this woman was just not going to Getting work. Getting paid to suffer. Oh, it was awful. And then, so thankfully, she pulled out of the interview herself because I kind of planted the bug in her ear, you know, planted the seed of like, 
sounds like you've got a lot going on. Maybe we should just postpone. Right. You know, in her mind, and I'm going to be 100% honest, in her mind, she thinks that the interview is just postponed, but she is not going. Oh. So I will just tell her. And in reality, we actually had other people interviewing, so we did move forward to someone else, but I'll just tell her the truth. I just didn't mention the fact that there were other people that were still going to be interviewing because she just, like, was too much. And I was like, no. It sucks because, like, you do feel for these people, but... You made, you made your own bed in that one. Like, are you well, serious? Well, no, it's more that we don't have a choice but to deal with them. Yeah. And they're kind of taking advantage of that by, like, dumping all this stuff on us when we're in a position where we can't really... Do anything about right. it. What am I supposed to say to you? Like... Oh, sorry. That sucks. You can feel sympathy, but you're also. But she was like telling me. It was like dumb shit, like turning her office into the dog room. Like she literally spent 15 minutes telling me about that. But that sounds awesome. I love dogs. I'm. I'm a friend to all the animals. When I say. (laughs) I was just like wrenching my hand. Because I had so much work to do. And this woman. It's driving me crazy. It's just, it's not a good time. No, it was not a good time. Um, so I get that a lot. I've gotten a lot of unsolicited, you know, stories about their personal life. I get a lot of unsolicited information that legally I don't want to have. Oh, oh, yeah. I, that's definitely not a concern in my field, but I can see how that would not be great. Yeah, because with the, like, EEOC, like, I don't need to know anything about your background. Right. But they like to tell me about their drug problems so is that the worst like unsolicited unsolicited story person that you've come across absolutely it's no contest because (laughs) that he was in the hotel for like months yeah or maybe it was weeks it just felt like months (laughs) i was gonna say it's a long time and then he just kept returning there's no escape oh jeez just hotel california lovely place you can never leave check out whenever you want but you can never leave i do not envy my friend tim in that situation though so i know you have some other friends in also in the hospitality industry that kind of are in a little bit of a different dynamic than you so do you have any fun stories that you want to share that you've heard kind of secondhand from some of them Usually, we just sort of speak in hushed whispers <laughs> about the sorts of things we see, so we don't really run into specific stories quite as much. Mm-hmm. The The hobbyists that we discussed earlier are sort of the pinnacle of that sort of thing. Yeah. Because for the most part, they are flash-in-the-pan problems. Yeah. And... Beyond certain groups are, you know, the prostitute thing. There's only <laughs> only so much to really talk about in that regard. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know. Because we usually only catch glimpses of these people. And it's not in their normal environment at all. Yeah. It's kind of weird if you think about it that, like that. It's like a snapshot of, like, yeah. of their existence. Which can be inherently bizarre. We get some of the most inherently telling moments about these people. 
<laughs> that the people closest to them will never know about. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Well, on that note, I think that's a wrap. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We hope you enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun to record. Don't forget the five things that your concierge wants you to know. I'm your host, Veeps. I'm Medusa. And you don't know me. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you love what you hear, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out our website. It's ydkmpodcast.com. Or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at ydkmpodcast. There's lots of opportunity for you guys to submit your own stories that we would love to incorporate into the shows. If you have any ideas about topics that you guys would like to hear, we would love to hear your feedback as well. Tweet at us, comment on an Instagram photo, or just shoot us some feedback on our website. As usual, the music in this episode is from bensounds.com. That's B-E-N-S-O-U-N-D-S dot com.